Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 899, Six Steps to Better Sleep, by Michael Bruce with livehappy.com, and I'm Dr. Neil. Welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I act as your narrator of the best health and fitness blogs covering fitness, nutrition, stress management, weight management, and lots more. And then on Fridays, I answer your questions right here on the show. And a very happy first day of Kwanzaa and a very happy Boxing Day to you. I hope you had a very Merry Christmas if you celebrated. Now today, I have a new website to join our collection, livehappy.com, which is also a national magazine featuring many different authors. Live Happy takes you on a journey to find your authentic happiness in life, at work, and at home through inspiring stories and hands-on tips rooted in the science of positive psychology. So this should be a perfect fit for all of our podcasts in the Optimal family. I'm sure you're excited to hear from the newest website to join our collection, so let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. Six Steps to Better Sleep by Michael Bruce with livehappy.com Wasted, wiped out, zonked, knackered. If you have insomnia, then you know what it feels like to be very, very tired during the day. That's because you simply are not getting enough good quality sleep at night. Research shows that sleep deprivation affects every organ system and can bring on severe psychological distress. In fact, in many countries, it's used as a form of torture. Many factors can cause acute or chronic insomnia, including anxiety, stress, depression, and physical ailments such as asthma, cancer, and heart failure. In addition, noise, light, or extreme temperatures can interfere with one's sleep, as can a change in sleep schedule and many other factors. What are the symptoms of insomnia? If you have insomnia, you might have difficulty falling asleep, you may wake too early, or like Live Happy editor-at-large Shelley Levitt, you may wake up many times during the night. During the day, you might feel tired, irritable, and have a lack of motivation, or problems with concentration and memory. You might find yourself making mistakes at work or school and having unexplained headaches or stomach pains. Not surprisingly, one symptom is worrying about sleep. 
how is insomnia treated? The main treatment for insomnia is cognitive behavioral therapy, a highly effective form of talk therapy in which you counter irrational thinking with more logical thought patterns. Before we start cognitive behavioral therapy, I ask my patients to make a few lifestyle changes and sleep schedules. Here are some ways we do that. One, make lifestyle changes to improve sleep. Give yourself a chance to relax before bedtime by bathing or listening to relaxing music. Try not to eat a heavy meal late in the day. Make your bedroom comfortable for sleep. Keep it dark, quiet, and not too warm and not too cold. Use a sleep mask to block light or earplugs or a fan to block noise. I know it's a struggle, but try not to worry about sleep when you go to bed. You can distract yourself with reading, prayer, or meditation. Turn your clock around so you won't be tempted to constantly check the time. You may even want to move your clock across the room to resist the temptation. Two, be aware of triggers that set off your insomnia. Many people have a predisposition to stress and anxiety, which may then make them more likely to fall into insomnia. Something occurs called a precipitating event, which can be the loss of a loved one, a divorce, or a new job, anything that causes a large amount of stress. This event, in turn, can bring on negative habits such as not getting to bed regularly or using alcohol to help with sleep and deal with the stress. Things start to snowball and can develop into a case of insomnia. If you know you are about to encounter a stressful situation or time, try to seek ways to alleviate the stress such as exercise and meditation so that you do not end up falling into a negative sleep or caffeine-slash-alcohol pattern. Three, keep a sleep diary. I ask patients to keep a sleep diary or a sleep journal in which they write down the information I'm about to mention. We then review it, looking for patterns. So I had them write down the following. The time they went to bed. Approximate time they fell asleep. The time they woke up. The number of times they woke up during the night. The amount of time they stayed awake during the night. If they used any medication. If they experienced any grogginess upon waking in the morning or during the day and any naps and how long those naps were. Four, sleep restriction. This technique is highly effective if done correctly under the supervision of a sleep specialist or healthcare professional. It is completely counterintuitive, but it really works. I ask my patients to go to bed later, not earlier. So for example, if you've been going to sleep at 10 p.m., but not falling asleep until 12 a.m., and then getting up at 6.30 a.m., I would ask you to go to bed instead at 12.30 a.m. This allows for only six hours in bed. After seven to 10 days, I usually see that the number of awakenings at night reduced and the amount of sleep consolidated. The brain is starting to know when to go to sleep and stay asleep. It's difficult though, and the schedule must be maintained on the weekends as well. Five, cognitive restructuring. It turns out the way you think about sleep affects the way you sleep. For example, if you think, If I don't get eight hours of sleep, it's gonna cause me major health consequences. You then create a level of anxiety every time you don't get that eight hours. I use a specialized questionnaire to identify cognitive misperceptions like this one. Next, we spend time investigating these perceptions to see if they are true. In most cases, they are exaggerated. And what the patient can do to reframe his or her thoughts about sleep. Then, doctor and patient work through these misperceptions together. This step is an example of cognitive behavioral therapy. And six, meditation and relaxation training. If the sleep restriction is working, but you're still having difficulty falling asleep when your bedtime is moved earlier, 
I go to specialized relaxation techniques designed to specifically help with falling asleep or waking up in the middle of the night. You just listened to the post titled Six Steps to Better Sleep by Michael Bruce with livehappy.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com health. Just go to indeed.com health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Isn't it funny that we talk about sleep and then when you think about your own sleep patterns, you start to stress out about how you're not getting enough sleep and then that stress is gonna then make you get poorer quality sleep tonight? So I really appreciate that today's author addressed that concern. Now on this show, I've talked many times about how important it is to write things down, not just your goals, but say you're trying to maintain your weight or you're trying to exercise more. One of the best tools you can use is writing down your activity, what you ate and when. And sure enough, it should be no surprise that if you're trying to get better sleep, a sleep journal or a sleep diary is also helpful. Why do we so insist on having people write this stuff down? I know it's a pain, it's not fun to do it, it makes you realize how badly you're doing, but it's so helpful because it gives you what's called a baseline. It tells you where you are right now. You don't know where you're going unless you know where you are right now. It's kind of like this metaphor. I wanna drive to Disneyland, but I have no idea where I am at this moment, but somehow, if I just keep driving, I'll get there, right? No, it doesn't quite work that way. You have to first know where you are. How far away from Disneyland are you? Then you can map out how you're gonna get there. And so the same applies when you're trying to change a behavior. You have to first know where you are. Once you know where you are, you can then map out a way to get to your ultimate goal. That's why this is so effective. Otherwise, you're just gonna end up wasting time and metaphorically driving around aimlessly trying to find your path. And not only is that leading to wasted time, probably a lot of wasted energy, possibly some wasted money on solutions that really you didn't need, and a heck of a lot of frustration. All right, that'll do it from me for today. 
Have a very happy Kwanzaa and a very happy Boxing Day if you celebrate. And I'll see you back here tomorrow for the Friday Q&A and where your optimal life awaits.